now listening to The Awakened Soul. Welcome to another episode of The Awakened Soul. It is CEO Hayes here, the wonderful host of this podcast. Um, it, it was it was Hayes Day, B-Day weekend this weekend, so fortunately this podcast is going to be a little shorter. Kind of warned you guys for this next week, but I do want to set the stage. I, I did want to leave you guys, even though I'm... Um, was out uh, having fun this weekend celebrating my birthday. I didn't want to leave you guys without an episode, so I have um, Fall Seven Hundred um, from the podcast brothers, as well as uh, his own podcast network, which you guys will hear him talk about um, in the episode. He comes on. Uh, we t- we talk a little music, movies. We talk a little bit of everything. Um, so the content is is there as always. I want to set the stage though. Um, no off the roof with Hayes this weekend. We're gonna get into the intro music right on the other side of the intro music. Is gonna be uh, that segment with me and flaw but before we get there i want to just go over the next couple of episodes coming from the awakening so next week we have the um consensual rape episode which is about just that consensual rape um that version of, of rape culture um you know everyone now is talking about rape culture of course because of what's going on in hollywood but the consensual rape and i know you guys may hear that and think what the hell is he talking about what is consensual rape you guys will find out about that on the next episode. That's going to be with me and Duolistic, so look forward to that one. But then uh, the week after that, we're actually going to have a podcast on uh, colorism in the African-American community and the perceived light skin privilege, everything that encompasses in, in those topics. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be some very deep episodes coming uh, in, in the next couple of weeks. This one is a lot of fun here. Like I said, me and flaw, um, I, I listen to his podcast, really cool dude for me to be able to hit him up and him uh, to be able to pop in and just have this conversation. So we're going to go ahead and get into our intro music on the side of that. It's going to be a conversation with me and flaw. And then at the end of that, you hear me tell you guys good night and goodbyes and all that stuff that I love. You. Let's go ahead and get into it. I'll see you on the other side. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a special one today. Uh, I got a guest. I've been we we planned this a couple weeks ago to come on. I'm I'm looking forward to this conversation. It's going to be about a couple of different topics. Uh, I want to welcome first my guest. And that is Flaw 700 from the, the, the Pod Bros. He, he has a network all of his own. I'm going to let him plug all his stuff. What's going on, Flaw? Man, first off, thanks for having me, man. Um, I, I appreciate you reaching out, and I'm here. I appreciate you uh, you taking me up on my offer and being willing to do this, man. You, uh, I listen to you to. I think two out of the podcasts on your network definitely dope. Definitely, I aspire to get to that level at some point, man. So I definitely appreciate you taking time out your your day and your evening to to step into the awakened soul and talk some uh some MCs, man. Yeah, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you listening to a show or two. And that's what my network is about. It's not to shove my shows down your throat because if you don't like what I do, my goal is to say I got something else you might like. So you know. It's just all about giving people what they what they want. Absolutely. And that's what I try to do here, too, man. It's, it's keeping the content fresh. Um, yep. 
And and that that that's the thing is like especially with you running the network because I do a I have a, another podcast network about uh and I think you've listened about wrestling and combat sports um and I know what it is like to run a run wrestling but when I started the Awaken Soul I was like I want to do something different I want to do something for the culture but I also want to do something that encompasses all my because I like a little bit of everything so you you'll find everything here so I definitely appreciate that yeah man um. See, I do the podcast, brothers. I also have a solo show called The 700 Block. And I also had a show called Sports from The 700 Block. I was burning myself out. (laughs) You know what I mean? But, yeah, you definitely touched on it, man. It's like we want to talk about sports, real life, romance shit. We want to make you laugh. So there's so many things that we want to do. Absolutely, man. I feel you on that. Um, before Before we get into the MC, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't say nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, before we get into the the MC talk, man, that Avengers trailer dropped today, and and this is a peel behind the curtain because this ain't coming out till Sunday, so everyone knows we we recording this on Wednesday night. But uh, I gotta talk about it, man. What did you think about that Avengers trailer when you first saw it? I watched it like uh, five times. Um, what's his name? Thanos. Yeah. What's his name? Thanos. Right, right now I've I've watched all the marvel movies and they did a good job with hyping thanos up so when you see him you go oh shit (laughs) (laughs) you forget it's a movie you forget it's animation you forget it's fantasy you say oh shit there he is (laughs) so i think marvel did a great job of hyping their super villain up he's here it gives you that dark feel i think captain america didn't even have his american suit on and he had a beard no shield um i think last time we left them they were split up uh after the captain america movie so they all got to come back together but um man it was crazy how he just took the um one of the um gems from um i can't think of his name but from vision yeah yeah from vision man it's like Yeah, man, it's crazy because, I mean, when you think about it, so uh, out of the Avengers, Vision has a stone, Doctor Strange has a stone, and uh, apparently one's going to be in Wakanda, too. It's, 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 man, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy moving. It's, it's, it's a part one because they are, they're already filming Avengers 4. I just, it's a, it's a fun time, and I think that it's a good culmination of all the other movies because now we have an attachment to every single character, and that's kind of what, I did like Justice League, but they they rushed the team together. They did the team movie first, but with the with the Marvel on the flip side, we've had time with each one of these characters. So when you see Vision getting a damn stone ripped out his head, you feel something for that because you spent yeah two movies with the dude. Yep, yep, exactly. And um, that was my whole thing with the trailer. To go back to the trailer, it's like let me watch Black Panther first. Let me stay excited for Black Panther. When the Avengers, yeah. when the Avengers drop, I'm like, ah, you know what I mean? He's like, let me watch Black Panther first, because I want to watch Avengers now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but Black Panther, uh, we could talk about that a little bit, too. So far, everything from that movie, they are, the first of all, the cast. Like, they yeah. got a dope cast on that. I love the fact that they didn't try to water it down. I, I mean, I really think there's only, like, one white person, maybe two in the whole cast. I love the fact that they... That they kept that field. It's supposed to be set in Africa, and they didn't water it down at all. Yeah, man. There's a lot. Of, like, 
I think one thing that as fans, as purists, we can count on is Marvel, period. Whether it was the corny Captain America movies from the 90s or whatever, you still understood that Marvel was for all all cultures. They didn't discriminate against nobody. And and another thing about Marvelism, they've made enough money and a, and a big enough reputation where they can say, here go a 98% all African-American movie. You know, it's like they don't discriminate. They could have done so many things and they did not. And it's not going to affect them one bit. Matter of fact, it's going to, you know, people are going to respect Marvel even more. But you can always count on Marvel to keep it real with everybody. Yeah. And they, but, and see, the thing is, and that's what's good about them not having a studio, even though they're owned by Disney, a studio getting in the way because they do their characters justice. They don't have to worry about, um, trying to appeal to certain fans they don't have to worry about cutting things down like disney gives them the leeway they, they've earned that to where it's like okay this is what you want to do we're gonna let you do it like ant-man was a risk and while it wasn't as popular as some of the other movies it was a hit still yep. and i mean you, you you see movies like um i i can't think of anything right now but like there's not really many other companies taking risks with off-brand characters like that like ant-man has never been super popular in the comics he i mean in the avengers books he was because he's he's had a good hand in that but uh that was a risk man and black panther as much as people don't want to realize it it's a risk to have a a majority black cast nowadays and people are eating it up i can throw i can throw another risk in here in my opinion the um the gardens of the galaxy i I think that was a risk. It's like, Absolutely. You can't just throw Marvel in front of a movie and people to expect to go crazy, but it was a good movie, one and two. So it's just like, man, everything you guys are doing is great. <laughs> Absolutely. Every every single thing. And I mean all the news coming out there. I'm 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 a nerd like that with that with that type of stuff. So I'm I'm just excited. Um excited for Black Panther for sure. That's uh, a <laughs> that's one of those can movies I, that just go ahead. Can I add one more thing? Yeah, I actually kind of got a little emotional today because what people don't know about me and I might have mentioned it on the podcast once or twice, but it probably went over people's heads. I used to draw. I used to take white paper and staple it together and make comic books. And I had my own characters and I don't know why I stopped. And I kind of had a character who kind of resembled Luke Cage. I had no idea who Luke Cage was. He was a regular guy who was just strong. And I didn't think that I could figure out any new characters because I'm like, Marvel has everything. But I realized there's nothing new under the sun. After watching Justice League, I realized how much Bruce Wayne looks just like Tony Stark's. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like every, They're all the same. Aquaman looks like Thor. But I just got a little emotional because I'm like, man, this was my lane at one time. I was I was a bad boy with the arts, and so I was just like, man, who knows possibilities? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, especially with nowadays, like you gotta you gotta find that creative outlet. And I think I tweeted out a little while ago. Um, creators have to create. Like you have to do something creative with that skill when you when you're a creative person and creative mind. That's what I try to do with this podcast. But yeah, man, that's that's dope with the drawing. Do you uh do you still draw? Like, do, have you done any of your own tattoos or anything? No, I. I I haven't drawn in years. Like I was in middle school drawing. Like I, I, I seen a friend of mine draw and I picked up after him. And I just, like I said, I had my own character, my own brand. I would sign my initials at the end of all my comic books at the bottom. I would draw the cover art. I would 
<laughs> like I'm telling you, man, it was nice and people would admire the things that I did, but ask me why I'm not doing it now, I can't tell you. Hey. I mean, we all got stuff like that for sure. Um uh but yeah, I appreciate you sharing that story. Uh anything anything left on on movies in general, comics, anything before we move on? Uh no, that's it. We can move on. Alright, so we're gonna go ahead and get ready to hop into the cipher, which is our hip hop discussion segment. Uh, the first topic that we're coming with today, and, and this this kind of got brought about because of the, the Cameron and Mace thing. And I don't know if you heard Mace's interview with Ebro um, a couple of days after the whole diss track came. And he mentioned how, you know, people forgot about him. And he said that he's been writing hits that people don't know he's been writing. And it made me think. And, and I don't know. He didn't name the songs that he that he wrote. But ageism in hip hop. Is that is that in? Do you see that being an issue at all? Is there some point where we stop paying attention to certain MCs, not necessarily because their quality's down, but because of their age, or maybe the generation just moves away from them? And another example is that it's kind of Lonzo Ball saying no one listens to Nas, and Nas is one of the best MCs in all time for me. Um, but what do you what do you think about when you hear that? Yeah, I don't I don't think it has anything to do with the age. Like I don't think. We sit in and say, well, this guy's 40. I'm not listening to what he's saying anymore. I just think that every artist except Jay-Z and Nas have their time. Like, I don't care what Lonzo Ball says, Nas is still relevant. Or he wouldn't be on DJ Khaled's album, so people wouldn't be asking for a Nas album. Um, but they're, they're like the only two that just, you know, time does time waits for them. But time waits for nobody else. For example, Dipset got a reunion. I don't think nobody cares. When Dipset first came, they they were setting trends. They had people wearing pink and purple. They had people in New Jersey and New York joining gangs. They were trendsetters. They're just not going to do that now because the people that listen to them, they're just doing something else right now. And we're not... Like, hip-hop is a young person sport. Uh, uh, sport. I'll say that if you're dealing with age. Because we're not the ones actually buying the music no more. We'll go to certain shows. We won't go to them all. I guess when we were younger, we probably went to as many shows as we could to see our favorite rappers. Now we only go to some. We got bills to pay. <laughs> you Absolutely. Know what I mean? yeah. So whoever is, whoever's like the young audience, they're going to dictate. And then it's just going to keep rolling over. I just can't say that it's specifically an age. It just goes with the fans. The fans, uh, you know. It's crazy. I feel you. So, I mean, I want to ask you this then. Um, rappers over 40. There's not many of them still doing it at a high level, like you said. I think it, it is Nas, Jay-Z, um, M. I don't know if Jadakiss is over 40 yet, but who's your favorite MC over 40 out of, out of the ones that you know or have crossed that milestone? Well, I listened to Ray- Raekwon. Dropped a dope album this year. I think he's like 46. I still listen to Raekwon. I still listen to all members of the Wu-Tang. Uh, I still I still listen to I'm going to listen to Eminem when he drops. Excuse me. Um, man, I think I think that might be it over 40. I think that might be it because what people don't know today, which is Tuesday, is the game's birthday. I think he only turned 38. Fab is 39. So everybody's not really over 40. Um, so it might just be like some Wu-Tang. Um, like I said, I'll still listen to Eminem. I don't know how old Joe Button is. Joe Button might be forty or late thirties. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, worst, worst five nine too. He got to be up there too. 
Because him you and him were the same age. I thought about him, but he, he got that young look to him. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm glad you said that because I swear Royce has not aged in the last 10 years. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. so that's why I didn't mention him because I'm like, yo, you got that young look to you. So I don't know if he even 40. And he, <laughs> still rock, he, st- he still rock grills from time to time. I'm like, come on, Royce. Come on. But yeah. he's one of the dopest MCs ever, man. It's, I always And I talk about that. I'll get on the tangent about Royce 5'9 all the time. It just it sucks that he's never got, I think, the notoriety that his, his skill – deserves like the dude is one of the dopest mcs i think of all time yeah i think he just had his first number one album a few months ago so yeah yeah so that was long i think andre is andre 3000 in his 40s he got andre 3000 gotta be in his 40s let me look this up real quick yeah so it's artists like that you know like you gotta be timeless you know what i mean so if you're timeless with your music because none of those rappers that i named are really on some bash you in the face and i mean wu-tang still talk trash but it's not all about they're gonna grab this and because he's like yo dog you're 45 please relax <laughs> absolutely yeah and andre 3000 is 42 but yeah i mean and that's the thing is that um and you know you, you hear a lot of people talk about rappers after they've been around a certain a certain amount of time they lose part of their audience and that's because you can't spend that long doing something and talk about the same things like you just can't do right. it. Like as as a man, let's take the music out of it. As a man, if you're still talking about the same thing you were in your early twenties, in your forties, something's not right there. Right, and that was my whole thing. Like I don't know how much you like Dipset or not, but when everybody got, got excited about the reunion, like I listened to their new song and I thought it was cool, but it's like, uh, again, it's like I don't understand. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I can feel you on that for sure. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a, I was a big Dipset, Dipset fan. I'm, I'm looking forward to this reunion. I'm looking forward to the music that they're doing. Um, I think Jr. Ryder's about to drop a, a album tomorrow yeah. too that I'm looking forward to. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all about an evolution of, of music. And as a man, I mean, that's part of the reason why. Um, like I, I used to attach myself to Lil Wayne so much because me, he's older than me, but I feel like his mu- music progressed with. As I age, like from when he went from the Hot Boys to to his pinnacle with the Carter Two, Carter Three, I felt like that was along my journey of becoming a man too. So that I just attached myself to him that way. That's the that's a great point. You know what I mean? Because he went from them big old Jabot jeans and long t shirts, and then as we grew, he grew, and it changed. And he, it, it went with the music. So that's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let, let's 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 take let's move on from the ageism talk in, in hip hop. Um, to the rise in, in female MCs now and how the game, I mean, really, when you look at it, like when it, women MCs are, are kind of taking over rightfully so, because a lot of them are talented. Um, before we get into talking about, you know, the, the females taking over the hip hop game, possibly, I want to ask you, who's your favorite female MC right now or artist? We, we don't have to narrow it to just rap. My favorite female. Well, first off, the first female artist female rapper that stole my heart was MC Light. And I like to go off music. If I can close my eyes and listen to you and dig you, I rocks with you. And when I heard Cha 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 from MC Light, I'm like, oh my God, she's something special. (laughs) Um, And then female MCs, they just left a bad taste in my mouth. um, After you find out that they don't, that, that most of them don't write their own rhymes. But then you had little Kim, who even though you knew she got help, she played her part great. 
Like, I don't think Foxy Brown played her part right. I think Kim played her part right. It was just like, you could tell Foxy, like, okay, Foxy, you know, you got the deep voice, which Kim got now. Um, your style's always changing. It's like, you can just tell, oh, Jay wrote that one. Oh, Nas wrote that one. But Little Kim was just special. Um, so as far as who's my favorite rapper female now, I would have to go Remy Ma. Remy Ma has never let me down. Um, she had a solo song on on Big Pun's um, Yeah Baby album, and I remember being in high school, and Pun had already passed, and all people were talking about. I had a lot of Spanish friends then too, and all they talked about was that you hear Remy Martin. And since then, I don't think she's ever let me down as an artist. So I'm still going to go Remy Ma. I can feel that. Yeah, I think as a, especially as a, as a lyricist, Remy Ma, like, and that, let me not say necessarily just the lyrics, but the way that she raps, like her flow, her, the way she puts her words together is just, it's dope. I, I love Remy. I love her voice. I love the fact that she, when she wants to come aggressive, she can, but when she wants to be sexy, she can too, but it doesn't drop in the quality of her music at all. It's just about how she decides to attack that, that particular song or beat. So I feel you on that one. Um, I'll tell people, um, I'll tell people, go listen, go listen to her first album. It's not bad. Listen to that. And then, then she does, I think the next project she does is she's on a lean back. And she goes to jail, she comes home, she has a double platinum single, and uh, uh, all the way up, a gold single, and um, um, the Fat Joe, I forgot the single. And now she, like, so, it's like, she had the Annie Up song, all I'm saying is, Go listen to her first album, man. It, it, and she can write bars and she can write songs. That's what I was getting at. She know how to write songs. Absolutely. Another another female MC that I'm I'm starting to come around to more because I didn't like her her older music, but she's starting to I think mature as an artist is Drezzy. Like I'm I'm really feeling her 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 latest stuff. She got that uh, what's the name of that song? No fun that I'm feeling a lot. Yeah. There was a um. And I'm I'm so mad right now. There is another artist out. I don't think it's her that you just named. I can't think of her name. Um, Guru produced that. And Guru discovered her. You know what I'm talking about? I had to do my Googles real quick. But she just dropped the album. Yeah, she just dropped the album. And it's all bars. And when you can have men talking about, yo, did you hear her album? Because it's so hard for women to get the respect of men. But when you can just drop an album and the guys are like, yo, her album is hard. You know, you got to respect it. I, I I definitely tried to get my mind right before this episode, but she didn't cross my mind at all. But now she is. And I'm like, dang, what is her name? Yeah, I feel you. If you, if you can think of that, we'll definitely uh, talk about it if it comes to you over the course of this but um i mean just how, how do you feel about because I, I'm, I'm guessing me and you're around the same age frame age range also is that uh like female mcs like in the in the 90s versus female mcs now i feel like there's there's a, been such a big evolution in just the style of music i feel like it we're past the point now where females have to be over sexualized to get their music to come across like we're starting to respect women more now for the bars than ever and for just being artists than ever i think what do you what do you think about that i think that we're in a time now where the the record labels are dying so everything is mostly independent and a lot of these artists can be themselves um 
I think Biggie kind of put the battery in Kim back, and Jay put the battery in Fox back. You guys had to be over-sexual. And uh, Remy, uh, Nicki Minaj followed that. And, you know, she blew up off that. But we all get tired of things without knowing it. And then women started rapping again. And then we're like, ooh, that's what we want. And then it's going to flip back to sexualizing. Shout out to Cardi B. She's still a sex symbol who is actually, I love Cardi B's flow. I do. I actually do. I like the way she flows. And women are able to spit now and be more aggressive because we just live in a more independent times when it comes to hip-hop. Nobody's really telling them what they have to do. Absolutely. And, and I mean, you mentioned Cardi B, who's like the toast of hip-hop right now. But I will say this. Um, I don't I don't know about if Cardi writes her own bars. I really don't care because her flow is, her flow is dope. Right. But... Um, Cardi B is just fun. Like she brings the fun back into hip hop. Like when you she, when you see her like in videos that are recorded and not those type of videos, but just uh, with her interacting like with her friends on tour when she's getting ready to perform like the the behind the stage stuff, she's legitimately having fun in this moment of her rise to, to in this hip hop game, and the, the, that comes through to the music. Like that honesty comes through, and I feel that, and that's why I appreciate her so much. Yeah, she got nominated for like two, three Grammys, man. It's like, what more? Like, what more do you want? And we're and I think she says like she has an album. I don't think we're in the age where albums are necessary. Just keep dropping. How many shows have she's done off the one single that she has? True. You know what True. I mean? Like nobody needs albums these days, um, unless you're gonna have sixteen boat egg yellows. So man, just 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 find that uh, find another hit. Just put it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean you're absolutely right. I mean it's it's and you said it, like the the whole record label structure, that's probably that probably has less than ten years left before it's just gonna all be automatic digital releases, I I, I feel because I mean it, you almost just don't need it. Like, for example, Drake, as much as I'm not a super big fan of Drake, can just come out tomorrow and say I'm dropping a, a album, it'll be on iTunes in the morning. It's gonna go platinum. No question about it. Why do you need a record label to do that now? I mean, yes, in the bill to get into that point, I mean, Drake is at the top of the game, so to say. So, I mean, he, I guess he's a, he's a bit um, high to be going right to just using Drake as an example. But once you reach a certain level of fandom and you get that support in that fan base, what's the point of a record label nowadays? I mean, it's it's not really needed to a certain extent. I, I was so mad at Drake when he dropped. If you get um, by the time you read this, it's too late. Not that it wasn't fire, but the record label because he signs like three or four record labels. Like mad people touch his money before he does. Yeah, My problem with that was there was no promotion. That means they didn't spend no money on him for that double platinum <laughs> album that he had. So it, it's like y'all just giving them record labels money, you know. And I, I, I just didn't get it. Now I know he, no, you know what? I think he was trying to get out them deals, so he was dropping mad albums at the time. So I get that. But like I said, I can't wait till the record labels are no more, and you can just put your music out, and we can just pick and choose the artists that we want. Um, Cause just to just, just to keep it on hip hop, and I don't want to really take it off the female MCs, but I want to talk about hip hop in general. Um, a lot of people complain about the music that's out 
I think that what we're complaining about is that the machine still puts certain artists in our face. Like I was listening to what's his name, Sci High the Prince, I think. Oh, that I love that. I love that album. Me too. But I didn't. But I didn't know it was out till I was just scrolling title. But they'll tell me that little Yachty a million times. They'll tell me Kodak Black a million times got an album out. So that's just what the issue is. It's like once the machine is gone. It's just it'll be a free for all, and we'll be in better places. And I think you'll see more female MCs come out. Yeah, and I um I had an episode. I'm not sure if you listened to a couple a couple episodes ago um, with Adila, and she's an independent artist, um, completely independent, not a not a major insight. Um, but she's extremely talented. She sings and raps. She dropped her album. It was a, a six uh, record project on iTunes. Debuted, I think, at like number 22, 23, um, which Ooh. is huge. That's huge. Yeah, that's nice. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's of course, it's more of a grind because you don't have that machine of a record label behind you uh, when you're an independent artist. But if you're willing to put in that work. You keep you like you said, you keep two or three people from eating off your eating off your record before yeah. you do. So mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. I, I definitely like the times that, you know, where because I used to always question artists when they went platinum. And I used to count their money. Like, oh, so you sold a million records. The minimum you could make is ten million, uh, you know, ten ten dollars a tape, but you know, CDs used to be twenty dollars, but the minimum. The most you can make is ten million off a off a platinum album, and you don't got ten million dollars in your pocket. I always had a problem with that. I just always did. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, and you hear your stories like uh, like with TLC, where they went what triple platinum? Did they go diamond? diamond I don't. They sold diamond ten million. So they went diamond and was still broke as hell. Like, come on, man. broke. Nah, I, I don't need those plaques. I don't need those awards. Like, no. I respect the artists and you know, there's some artists who didn't know, but I respect the artists that like the dream, just, just to name a few, like candy from um, escape tiny from escape, the dream artists that write and they still get paid. Like I think candy still gets paid off of what TLC song does she write? I can't recall, but I think her and tiny wrote no scrubs. Um, the dream wrote umbrella for Rihanna and they still make money. That's what it's about, man. Absolutely, Abs- absolutely. You hit the nail on the head there. Um, and I don't think I don't have my favorite. I, and she's she's recently become my favorite female MC. Just to bring it back is a uh, Rhapsody. I love Rhapsody. That's oh, that's who it is. About. Yes, man. yes. Oh, that man. that album is sick. And shout shout out to um to Oversaturated Ralph and Johnny because they're the ones who put me on Rhapsody. We were sitting. We were sitting in a bar uh, in St. Louis, the first, my first time meeting face to face, just talking, and they brought up that album, and I was like, you know what? When, when I left there, I checked it. When I was driving back to Ohio from St. Louis, I listened to it, and I was like, this she goes hard, like, and it's not even on an aggressive level. She just makes good music. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I said because I was just on social media and I just kept seeing all these guys. And they was debating, oh, what's the hottest album? Oh, don't sleep on, don't sleep on this person. I'm like, who's this person? Let me go, excuse me, let, let me go find her. And when I listen, I'm like, wow, this like this is great. Absolutely. Yep, that's her name. Yeah, Rhapsody is dope. 
Um, our, I mean, that that's pretty much our topics for today. Um, anything left that you want to say? And, I, and I'm definitely going to give you a chance to plug all your social media and tell the people where they can find you. But as far as just music in general, I know we talked about a lot and and I love that. But uh, anything that you want to leave the people on? Um, I know that we complain a lot, but music is in a good place. I just wish that it was um, even over the boards. I remember when Nas went to the radio station, his complaint, his, his complaint was that they're not broadcasting other types of hip hop. And I hear that when we complain, you hear the new artists say, oh, well, y'all had Bone Thugs and Harmony and y'all had Old Dirty Bastard. And my answer to them is we had one Old Dirty Bastard. We had one Bone Thugs and Harmony. There's a million of y'all. <laughs> so it's just like, I'm cool with all forms of hip-hop. Just be original. And that's just what I want to leave off when it comes to the music, man. Just everybody be original. I could turn on the radio and they all would have the same flow. I'm like, who is this guy? Who is this? <sighs> but that's all I want to leave off to that, man. But um, as far as my plugs, man, you can find all of my podcasts at poprosenetwork.com. We're about six or seven podcasts deep. Um, you can follow me at 700 block underscore pod on Twitter, podcast brothers on Twitter. And that's about it. All right, man. I, I want to thank you for, like I said, taking this time out, man. Uh, we're going to have to do this again. Talk about a different a different subject with music because I can already tell me you can probably get off <laughs> talking yeah. about music for a long time, man. So I appreciate Definitely. that. All right, man. Appreciate you having me, man. Anytime, Flaw. I, like I said, I appreciate you being able to come on. I appreciate you uh, taking time out your day. Listeners of the Awakened Soul, fortunately, this is the time where I get ready to tell you lovely people good night. It was my birthday weekend, even though my birthday's officially uh, on Tuesday, December 5th. Uh, for anyone who's out there who wants to send me some birthday well wishes on Twitter, you know I love uh, interacting with you guys anyway, but I'll definitely take some birthday love. I'll definitely take that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, thank you again for, for joining me on this episode. I know the last couple of weeks have been a little shorter, uh, not as uh, as as wild as we get a little bit here on the awakening. So we'll get that back in there starting next week. Uh, I, I really look forward to recording with Duolistic. Definitely check out their podcast if you haven't, just so you guys can kind of get familiar with them a little bit before they're going to be on my show. Um, but the, yeah, they're two dope women and and. We're going to have a lot of fun. The jokes will fly. Um, I'm, you know, what? I was about to say one, but I'll say I'll I'll save it for next week. Um, but, yeah, thank you again. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, and send you guys out on uh, on one of my all time classic songs. And, you know, we, we usually end on rap here. We're not going to end on rap this week um, on the other side, though. So stay a little bit after the music starts because we've got a special um uh, call that uh, our conversation that Andrew Bello was able to hack in on. Uh, so yeah, yeah, definitely check that out. Do it, man.
old friend Barney. I know you're not feeling well since you fell down the stairs and injured yourself. Maybe if you consumed something other than Chardonnay and body parts that you picked up from Planned Parenthood, then you wouldn't be so imbalanced. You've lost everything, so why not lose your balance too, am I right? Or was it one of those seizures that you have every now and again? Seriously, how is the whole mainstream media not reported on the various cases of clear and present medical issues, or have they not noticed that large doctor that follows you around everywhere? Seriously, what healthy person has a 24-hour traveling doctor following them around with a fanny pack full of anti-seizure medication? Really? Anyway, I heard you broke your toe. So what's all this big boot thing all about? Oh, I get it. You lied again. You. You're good, you. Anyway... I heard that you canceled your book signing today at the dairy section of your local BJ's. So I figured I'd come over and keep you company. Actually, that's a total lie. See, I can do it too. Now that you're immobile and more heavily medicated than usual, I wanted to take this opportunity to explain a few things to you about your actions over the last couple months. Frankly, I have trouble finding a good place to start. So I'm just going to go ahead and get balls deep into this one. Oh, don't play offended with me, Miss Feminist Hill Dog. Your husband, your campaign manager, your best friend's husband, and Harvey Weinstein are all your best friends, and these are the people you spend the most time with. And no one's buying that this list of the nation's most deviant sexual predators that I just listed off are all friends of yours. No one thinks that's a coincidence. So don't go snowflaking out on me now. Speaking of Harvey Weinstein... It took you five days to comment on his ousting as a sexual predator. I mean, again, considering the company you keep, this is definitely a tough thing for you to address. But don't you have a Rolodex for these type of potential public statements that you need to make in these kinds of situations? If you're going to be an integral member of an evil cabal that's trying to take over the world, you should be ready for these types of things. Anyway, it took you about five minutes to tweet about the events of Las Vegas, and the bodies hadn't even gotten cold yet, and you had to wait almost a week to comment on this, that when you do comment on it, you make the worst possible comment talking about the braveries of the victims that came forward. That's a total 180 on the stance you made about these types of things in the 90s when your husband was the one violating anything that walked into his office with a Y chromosome. Speaking of Bill, so you stayed with him through the most public affair in the history of the world and the world's most transparent power play. And then you accused his accusers of being bimbos or trailer trash. Then you ran on a platform of female empowerment. You? Then you have the nerve to blame your loss on sexism. You really think that white women didn't vote for you because they were sexist against themselves? Also, let's be real, Hillary. Women make up 50% of the population, genius. If they really wanted a female president, they could have one. They just don't want you. Maybe, just maybe, your little toe injury is to hide you from the public eye because you knew that there was some important information coming out about your collusion with the Russians when you gave them 20% of our uranium. 
I'm sure it's just a coincidence that your scumbag husband got $500,000 to speak with a Russian organization tied to the Russian government while you were cozying up to Putin. And then you tried to tell the American people that Donald Trump was the man in bed with the Russians. You should be ashamed of yourself, you absolute hypocrite. Anyway, and all of your little cronies, they just played along like Eric Holder's DOJ wasn't trying to silence witnesses or the State Department wasn't selling favors to foreign governments through the back door known as the Clinton Foundation. And I don't even need to get into those 33,000 emails you deleted on your illegal server. By the way, no one honestly believes that 30,000 of those emails were about your daughter's wedding and yoga classes. If they were all about your daughter's wedding, it was about how the Clinton Foundation was paying for it, probably with the money that you and your husband raped from the Isle of Haiti. Plus, yoga? You? You can barely walk from point A to point B without assistance from your staffers, security, and medical team. And yet, you think that we think that you're doing yoga? But alas, the Senate Judiciary Committee is investigating it all over again, and James Comey is not around this time to save you. I hope that they make a special jail cell for you that's built in to the soon-to-be-constructed border wall so you can rot away inside a giant and constant reminder that you were a terrible candidate, but more importantly, you are a terrible person. I'm a little-